starting uh, a series for the next four weeks. And uh, it's called Hearing. And you know, obviously it's a little bit of a play on words. You know me, I'm, I love a cheesy pun. And so uh, uh, it's, uh, it's just the way I roll. I have a lowbrow humor. And so, and, um, so I love the, the take on this because from day one, I guess kind of coming into the fifth anniversary, um, everything's kind of been dialed back to go, what's, where did we come from? What's our assignment? Are, five years later, are we still on track? And honestly, I believe, we're, we're, I believe we are. But when we started, we're like, we want to love God. We want to love each other. That God meets us right where we are. And we're going to be guided by the two questions. Where are you and which way forward from here? Because guess what? We're all somewhere. And God's wanting to take us all someplace. So we have, can only start where we are. And I'm going to get ahead of myself. So get your notes open if you've got your little app or, or your old school notes. And um, um, because the truth is, is to move forward, to grow, to, be, to, to grow as a disciple, to move to the next place. We all have to start where we are. Right here. Start right where you are. There's the old joke of the guy who was out in the old country town, out in the old, got lost in a country road, and he uh, finds, a, finds an old farmer, and he rolls his window down and says, Sir, I, I'm trying to get to the big city. And he's like, Well, you can't get there from here. Well, sure you can. We're, that's, we're where we are. You might have to backtrack. You may have to go back the way you came. You may have to reroute some things, but there's always a way forward from here. Sometimes being in a new year can be full of frustration because we look at 2013 and go, man, I thought it was going to be so much more than this. I thought I was going to accomplish so much more and, and I, I'm, actually, I'm actually backwards and, and things didn't go the way we wanted them to go. And go, wow, I'm, I'm just going in circles. I'm obviously not getting anywhere from here, but God has a plan from here. And obviously part of it is understanding where you are. And that there, that is important to where you want to go. Because sometimes we just want to just be somewhere else. And we forget that there's the part of, of having to get there. And we just want to be somewhere else. I love my, my, <clears throat> my little two-year-old. She's so cute, man. Her personality gets bigger every day. And I'm calling it's just a ton of fun. And she has turned into this, that she loves to go. If anybody's getting any, doing anywhere, the other day she told me, she said, Daddy, I'll get my boots. I'll get my boots. I want to go. I want to go. I'm just going to go pick up some hamburgers. So I waited. She got her boots. She got everything. She loaded up. But she's gone. She's not gone very long. And all of a sudden you start hearing from the back seat, Home! Home, where are you? Home! And she'll do it. And we know, okay, she wants to go home. But she doesn't say, hey, Daddy, I want to go home. She just starts crying out for it. Like, what do you want? Home, I want home. Where's my home? I want my home. And she gets frustrated with the fact that she is not home. We're like, sweetheart, this road, this road takes us to home. Our home is this way. No, no, no. I want home. No, sweetheart, no. This road, we're on it. I'm taking you there. I promise. I know we're not home right now, but we're going home. And her little two-year-old mind hasn't clicked quite there yet. And she just gets frustrated that she's not home. 
What, what I don't want for us to, to do is to have the picture, that hope that we talked about last week is that picture of home where God has taken us. It's that, that thing that, you know what, we're, just because things are the way they are at this moment, it doesn't mean they're going to be that way forever. That's that picture of hope that our faith connects with and we begin to, to decide that we can take a step and we can move forward. But sometimes if we just get fixated there and we forget that there's a process, then now remember we talked about last week that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And we keep thinking, man, I'm still not home. And we go the next block and we go, oh my goodness, I'm still not home. And then we go the next block and we'll be like calling one to pull her hair. I'm still not home. You're going there. You're headed there. That's part of hearing is embracing the hears. And then there's another one and another one. We have to understand we have to start where we are. I love the old Yogi Berra quote. He was always the old uh, <clears throat> baseball coach. He always messed everything up and did it in such a poignant way. And um, he was somebody was griping about um, about uh, that they had got traded and all of these different things. And Yogi Berra said, "Well, wherever you go, there you are." Yes, but you know what? It's so true. It's so true. We have to embrace right where we're at. We have to understand that that's part of the process. And with Celebration Church, for us to have, have come to, to be able to celebrate five years, do you know only one in five new churches make it to this mark? One in five. Most of them have to close the doors, give all the resources to another 501, and say, didn't work. Sorry, folks. Only one of five. Out of, the, out of the group that makes it this far, only about, this depends on which who stats you look at, it's another one in five or two in five that make it to the 10-year mark. And so it's one of those things, it's just, it's, it's tough for a group of people to stay together and keep embracing a bunch of little here's, the next tier, and embrace the next tier, and move on to the next tier. It's just a tough thing for us to do. But in our process of getting here, we had a bunch of hears. Like Cutie talked about, that we had our very first here was in a living room out in Grape Creek. And one of our board members opened their home. It was an amazing thing. Five years and one week ago. Five years and like six days ago. Celebration Church as, a, as an entity, as anything, did not exist. It was the most incredible thing. As all of a sudden we made the decision, made the decision to pull the trigger on uh, New Year's Eve. Had the deal. I'm telling you, we had a meeting. And so we had the meeting, pulled the trigger, said, yes, we're going to do it. We, and so we, we made the decision. We decided that we were going, and we went public with that decision. We decided to have our first meeting was going to be on January the 4th, Sunday, January the 4th, 2009. And so... We have just days, and it's the holidays, to get things done. Amazingly, even with, use, with having to deal with the government, we went from no nothing legally. All of a sudden, in three days, we were recognized as a, as a ministry, tax-exempt, ready to hit the road in three days. I don't know if anybody's done filed incorporation letters or d- deal with nonprofits or any of that kind of stuff. That's like a miracle. And so, and it was just amazing. So it doesn't exist. New Year's Eve, 
January 4th, everything's up and rolling. We have our first service. Everything's legit. Where the people, as people are giving, it's honestly giving to a recognized nonprofit. It's just a beautiful thing. We have our first Sunday. And actually, I don't, want, I don't mean to correct you, dear. But there were 72 people that first Sunday. There were 72. I say that because this last, and again, it's, that's not our, numbers are not our measure, but our average attendance this past fall was 301. That's four times. That's over four times in, in five years. That's just pretty stinking amazing. Pretty amazing. And God's brought us from one little here to another little here. The next here was then the, the party room over at the old Kmart on uh, 19th Street. And so we had the bazaar. And uh, we had a little party room there. And we, would, we were portable from day one. We've been portable. And um, so uh, one of our board members has a little store right there. And so he'd open up his store and we'd move everything out of the way and put our kids in there. We had nursery and kids church inside this little space. And we were having church in this room that was way too big for us. And uh, we had church. And we just met, and we and it was exciting, and it was new. And the the berries who are here visiting with us today were there, a part of that. And um, it was it was it was amazing. And then we move on, and we our next here, and we embraced it. It was that was our here. We had church, and we did ministry, and God, we saw God change lives. And and uh, Nathan's grandfather through that uh, came to Christ, and uh, they've been believing God for for that man to to come to jesus for decades and it just we saw incredible things happen and then our next here was at the convention center and we meet over at the convention center for a few months and we're setting up and tearing down and doing all of that over the convention center and we're looking for locations and go when are we going to launch in september and where are we going to be and in my heart the whole time it was going to be tinseltown we looked at lots of options we looked at different things but day one i felt like we're gonna be at the movie theater and so we went through everything, and sure enough, we're at the movie theater starting in September of 2009. And even here, there was a bunch of here's. We started down at the end of the hall, if you were here back then. And so we were down there, and the kids were down at the other place, and we are using one of the nurseries. And, and uh, this, this theater was way too big for us. And then this last fall, we outgrew it, and we now have people next door watching via video. I know it looks like we have plenty of seats today, but it's last Sunday of the holiday. So we got some folks out. And... Um, but it was just exciting when we finally got this here and God then, then T9 was our next here and who knows what the next here is as, 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 a, as a ministry. Each of our lives are that. Each of our lives are that and we take one in. Who knows where it's going? I don't. We've got ideas. But I tell you, that is your life with God. It starts in one little spot, and then it goes, and then it moves, and then we have to embrace that. If we're not willing to go from one little here to another little here, we're not going to move. If we say, God, I just want to go home, and if you don't take me to that next, I'm just, I'm just going to be frustrated. I, just, I want that. Then I'm telling you, you're never going to do it. We have to embrace it one at a time. See, the thing is, the truth is, is that God is here he's always here whatever it is even though we're not we're not home yet we're not to that other deal then he's always here we're not trying to get to him he's always with us in the process matthew 1 22 through 23 says all this took place to fulfill what the lord had said through the prophet the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him 
Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. That's what gives this whole hearing process meaning as he's on the journey with us. This journey isn't to get to him. This journey is for us to become who he's creating us in us to be. And he's taking us on it. Every other religion has tried to get to God. And he came to us and he starts with us day one. We are connected with him as soon as we believe it and we embrace him. And he is with us all through the process. We do not move forward alone. God is always here with us. See, what was funny is that before Celebration Church started, I, was, I had done all my ministry with another wonderful ministry here in San Angelo. And I was brought in as a pastor in training slash janitor. And I cleaned toilets and, and then did youth and all of these different things. Had a, had a wonderful, wonderful time. And in that, <clears throat> when God was getting us ready, um, he um, wanted some, some more training for us in, in, in a practical way. But a lot of it was just in my heart that there were just some things Brandon Clark needed to grow up in and, and shift in. And God actually had us sell everything. We'd owned some storage units and some rental houses, and, and we'd, we'd built roots here. San Angelo was our home. And uh, so God just dropped it on my heart that we were just to sell everything, and we were just to travel. For six months to a year was the window that the Holy Spirit put in my heart. And we were to visit churches, not for me to preach and minister or any of that, but just for us to do what you're doing. Sit in the seats and learn and let God speak to us and let the word of God change us and, and, and meet with guys, if the, the leaders, if they would let us and, and, and just, just learn from places who were helping people to love God and love others, people who are really making disciples. So, man, it was just a beautiful process as we sold things. It was just amazing as God's favor was there and we got uh, full price offers over and over again. It was, all that process was so cool. And everything gets wrapped up and we leave. We head out, load my whole family up. At that point, it was, uh, we had a small family of seven. Now we have a big family of nine. And so and, uh, we load our small family of seven into a motorhome, have our suburban dragon behind it, and uh, head out of town. And we travel, visit 36 different churches all over the basically SEC territory. <laughs> it was where we ended up being. We were going to go all over the U.S., and we ended up staying in basically the, um, um, the southeast area. And um, we had an incredible time. And, of course, Cutie had these moments where, where she was like, Bran, nobody knows where we are but God. I was like, yes, that's so true. Isn't that cool? And then she did not like it. She did not like it. She did not think it was cool. Our, our, our home traveled. We were in little state parks in different places over and over again. And um, what, this is what was cool. It's this, these little things that God did for us to remind us that he was here with us. Back then, um, uh, Carrie Job, who's a CFNI graduate, had uh, made popular the song, uh, Revelation song, which we do here um, on a fairly regular basis. It's one of the songs from our repertoire. And um, anyways, this is a, just a, it was really coming to the forefront back in 08 when we were traveling. And 
uh, it was like every church we went to. And that song just ministered to Cutie so much. She just loves that song. And so we would go into a worship service. And sure enough, in that set list, they did Revelation song. The next week we're in a church, Revelation song. The next week we're in another town, we're in another state, a different church, Revelation song, Revelation song. One time, we, I believe we went to two different churches in the, on the same Sunday. We did that multiple times where we'd double dip. We'd go to 8 o'clock service and like 11 o'clock service. And I'd get two churches on a Sunday morning. And um, Revelation song, Revelation song. I mean, it was just amazing. There was just these sweet little things. And every time they'd go, that, they'd start that little intro. And Cutie would just look at me and go. And it was just these little things reminding us, man, that God was just ordering our steps. And it was just amazing to watch God be here in the process. Even where no, we didn't know where we were going to end, everybody would say, so, so where, are you, uh, where are you from? I'd say, San Angelo. Where, where, where do you want to do ministry? Where do, you, where do you think God's taking you? I have no idea. And it was the honest truth. And honestly, San Angelo was, we love San Angelo, but it was the last place we thought we would end up. And... Uh, as we began to hit that six-month-to-a-year mark, God began to reveal to us that everything we were learning and whatnot, we were going to implement right back here and come full circle and end up right back in, in San Angelo, Texas. But it was a bunch of little here's. During that, we, during that time part of our lives, it was, it was man, here was changing constantly. Sometimes our lives are that way, and it's just boom, 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 boom. And other times we have other seasons where we're there. But God is always there with us. Matthew 28 16 through 20 says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Now this is Jesus on the, on the other side of resurrection. This is resurrected Jesus. This isn't Jesus the carpenter, you know, whose, whose brothers and sisters we know from Nazareth. No, this is Jesus who was publicly crucified and dead and buried. And now this guy's alive. This is resurrected Jesus. And they saw him and some, they worshipped and some doubted. This was part of the process. This was part of the here. I want to let you know that in your process as you're following God... I'm telling you, you can't get any more of a miracle than being in the presence of resurrecting Jesus and people still doubted that. Some people in, the pro- in your process are going to doubt. You cannot listen to the crowd, folks. If you're going to move forward with God, you cannot listen to the crowd. You're going to have to connect with Jesus and, st- and stay with him because there's always going to be somebody that doubts, Always. Even right there in the presence of resurrected Jesus, there was doubt. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always. To the very end of the age. He is giving them. He's telling them to take the world. A group of ragtag guys. From an oppressed country. To go take the world. And what was the thing. What was the thing that, that helped them. He's promised that he would always be there with them. Because here is the truth. God is here to give us courage to move forward. 
the next step always takes courage. Always. It always does. It's always more comfortable to stand still. The next step always takes courage. Some are take more courage than others, but the next step always takes courage. It always does. You're like, oh man, I one day growing up in God's going to be so much easier. Not necessarily. Maybe some of the stuff that you were scared of a couple of years ago, that becomes easier. But the next step is always trusting him. And always goes, you know what, God, this is out of my control. This is all you. And that's a creepy place for us. It just is. And it takes courage. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. So this was something that was going to be scary and terrifying. Do not be afraid or terrified. That's like redundant, isn't it? No, I'm just saying, are you scared? No, I'm not scared. I'm terrified. <laughs> Bad joke, I know. But it's that thing. It's, he's, he's doubly meaning. He says it twice. Because why? Because some of the stuff that we're going to have to deal with if we're not looking at Jesus, it's going to be terrifying. Some of the stuff that we're going to have to press through and say yes to God through, it's going to make us nervous. It's going to make us scared. That's why it says, don't be, I mean, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you and he will never leave you or forsake you. I am typically a, a fairly... Uh, happy-go-lucky guy. I'm not a real uh, guy that gets depressed or deal with all that kind of stuff. I'm just not. Never have. And uh, thankfully, um, I had one season in my life that I dealt with that. And for those of you that that is a, an issue, my, I'm just I have a special compassion um, for you, like I had never had prior. And um, that. Uh, um, to deal with depression, it is a mean, mean thing, and uh, but there is victory there. I promise you. And um, but as we're as we are coming up, and, and I know in my heart that that the birth of this celebration church is supposed to happen. Man, I was full of self doubt. I was full of the things were not going exactly the way I wanted them to go. Not things just weren't fitting together the way if Brandon Clark was getting to orchestrate everything that they would get to fit together. And I was at a place I just had to obey God. I had the green light from God. God was said that this is it. I'm with you. I'm for you. And I'm like, God, okay, I'm glad you're for me. Now put all this other stuff in place too. That God be informed me for whatever reason wasn't enough. Like you need any more than God being on your side. But I was in that battle of dealing with that. And in that place, I just... I just got depressed. I mean, I couldn't get out of bed. I was on, I should, I should write a book. At this time of the year, I could sell out on the, the honey bun diet. And so I was on a honey bun a day, and I lost 25 pounds. I don't know why that's the only thing I could eat. I could eat a honey bun. I don't know why. It's greasy, <laughs> sugary, nasty. There's so many other things that you think you could. You're, but my stomach was just nauseous. And I could I'd drink coffee and eat one honey bun. And, and I literally weighed 30 pounds less than I weigh now. And um, I just, I couldn't eat. And it's just, I went toe to toe with my soul. 
My soul did not want to obey God. My spirit was on board, and my soul just was like, God, I want it my way. And it was tough. It was, honestly, it was terrifying. At that point of pulling the trigger on starting the church, all of a sudden, we'd been traveling all year. Our resources were depleted. It's like, God, we, we, we had enough money. We could have started three churches at the beginning of the year. God, and all of a sudden, now you're asking me to start a church, and I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Just, but, uh, but his go-ahead. And it had to come to this place that he was enough. Joshua 1, 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Romans 8 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor future nor any powers, neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, for us to move forward from here, we have to know that He is so with us. There is nothing this world can throw at us. There's nothing the enemy can throw at us that will separate us from God being right here in the middle of what's happening. He is with us and we can trust Him. And then <clears throat> the last thing I want to quickly hit is God is here to be all we need. For whatever reason, having him on my side was in that time of my struggle was not enough. I wanted other stuff too. And finally, it's like, all right, God, it's you. And man, I tell you, and then we would just begin to see just incredible different things as if I was fearful that God would not provide. And we've seen God provide in incredible ways. See, Exodus 3, 10 says, So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Moses had an assignment, and he was scared of it. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Why are you picking me, God? Why are you messing with me? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you. Look at the sign that God gives him. Look at this. God, the God who, who showed up later in a pillar of fire and smoke, does all sorts of cool stuff, has the whole thing with, with Elijah, with Mount Carmel, where fire comes down from heaven and burns up the sacrifice and all this stuff. He can give all sorts of signs. Here's the sign God says he's going to give Moses. He says, and this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. My sign to you that I'm with you is that you're going to worship when it's over. <laughs> That's my sign now? Is that I have a promise I'm going to worship when it's over? Yep. That's your sign. And guess what? It happened. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they, <clears throat> and they asked me, who is who is, or sorry, what is his name? Then what shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you're saying to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. That is his name. Is I am. 
I'm right here. I exist. I'm not far off. I am. That is what he wanted them to know, is I am. He is what? He is everything we need. We sing a song where we talk about the great I am. These are the I am's of the Bible. I wanted to list them to you, and you can hang on to them. First of it is Jehovah Shalom. The word Jehovah is the, the proper Hebrew name for God, and it comes from that original phrase, that original of simply I am. It is, a pers- it is a personified version of the simple phrase, I am, is Jehovah. So it says, Jehovah Shama, I am Shama, or an abiding presence. That he is an abiding presence. That is who he is for us. He's right here with us. I am Jehovah. Jehovah El Shaddai is God my supplier. He supplies, he gives, he, he helps us, he's, he's, he provides our weak places. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, he takes care of the things we need, the physical provisions. Jehovah Rapha, my God, my healer. Jehovah Nisi, which is the, literally means my banner, which to them, they understood that meant victory. You get to wave the banner, you've won. God, my victory. Jehovah Makadesh, which is my sanctifier. Something that is not fit for use, he makes it fit for use. He sanctifies it and sets it apart. And what you do, you got stuff in your life that's not fit for use and jacked up parts of your life. God makes them right. Jehovah Rohi, or sorry, no, that's Makadesh. Jehovah Shalom, this is my peace. Jehovah the sick canoe is my righteousness. Jehovah Rohi is God is my shepherd. He guides us. He gives us wisdom. These are the names he declared himself to be. This wasn't, hey, well, I need God. I need you to be this for me, God. No, these are all places you can go and look at the scriptures. These are places where he declared himself to be this. As we embrace moving forward from here, we have to understand Matthew 6, 31 through 34. Do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows that you need them. That's why he says, I am all of these different things for you. He knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. Say, God, I'll do something for the kingdom, but right now there's parts of my life that aren't sanctified. So let me me fix that. God, I I don't have any things in my pockets. I don't have any provision. Let me fix that. God, I'm really not at peace. I'm kind of worried about these different things. I I don't want to, let me fix that first. No, 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 don't run after all those things. Seek first the kingdom and all that other stuff comes with it. All that other stuff comes with it. Ah. All these things will be given to you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's another here. And you're going to have its own here issues. Let's embrace today. Let's embrace, let's move forward from here. Whatever it is, that, that, that dream, that hope, that thing that's alive where your heart's crying, home, home, where are you? There's a forward to there from here. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Have it, understand that God's with you and have the courage to do it. God loves you so much that he meets you right here. 
And God loves you so much that he does not leave you here. He moves you forward in all that you do. That's the hope of, of every day. That's the hope of every day. That is a beautiful thing. And we begin that. We start that by embracing who he is for us. Understanding that we need a savior and that Jesus is, Jesus is him. There is salvation in none other. There's just not. It's not being intolerant. It's just the truth. So I would appreciate if everybody would kind of create a, a quiet moment. And here at the first of the year, if you're needing to say, you know what, Brandon, I place my faith in Jesus. I need Jesus to be my righteousness. I need him to make me right with God. That I've, I've been away from God and, and, and I, I've never trusted him to be my savior. And I want to do that today. If that's you, then I want you to just lift your hand and we're going to pray with you.